entrepreneur, international speaker, preacher, author, and business coach. Patrice is the co-founder and chief servant officer of both Nehemiah Project International Ministries and PG and Associates LLC, which he founded with his wife and best friend, Gina Saget. Patrice specializes in helping families incorporate their faith into their business practices, ensuring that their businesses are able to exist beyond the third generation. And now, introducing Patrice Saget. Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saget. It's so good to be back. Again, special thanks to all of you guys who prayed and and wished us um, uh, happy anniversary. My wife and I just recently, as you all know, celebrated our 25th year anniversary, 25 years. And we just had a great time in Las Vegas as we spent time with the Lord and, and ate and, and, and checked out the, 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 the activities and, um, and so forth. So again, thank you so much. And I think um, we're going to do another 25 more years. <laughs> it was a great time. Thank you so much for your greetings. Well, it is Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. Um, the, the two days before Christmas, we thought we'll do a Christmas special today and just talk about this uh, devotional that we uh, published this this uh, Monday, actually, titled Wise Men Worship Him. And we're going to title this, this particular podcast, Wise Men Worship Christ. And so I'm going to pretty much share from that devotional. If you don't receive our weekly devotionals, I want you to go to nehemiahecommunity.com, and there you can uh, there's a, you can subscribe to them. They're probably going to put a link there somewhere. Uh, you can subscribe uh, to our weekly devotionals. Uh, also, um, if you want to get them on a weekly basis, you can become a member of the e-community, or you can just uh, subscribe and you'll get them uh, once a month. Even though right now we're doing it, we're providing it to everybody on a weekly basis. Uh, with that, so let's talk. It's Christmas, guys. It's Christmas, and I pray wherever you are watching from, wherever you are listening from, that you're having a great Christmas. Um, so Matthew chapter two, verse one to three states this: Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have come to worship him. So here's the question. Do you consider yourself wise? How do you define wisdom? Are you a Christ worshiper? Will you devote yourself this Christmas season to worship the Savior? You know, Psalms 14.1 states this, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I once was that fool. Uh, I mocked Christians uh, and considered them weak. I was naive and I was a hypocrite, essentially. I openly confess that the lack of existence of a God, even leading a debate once in high school, uh, where I made the case that there was no God. Uh, I was foolish and unwise. You know, I'm just thinking about teenage Patrice, you know, that time where I'm not sure what I was thinking. But, you know, I was there once. And, and so I know what it means, what it feels not to have Christ in your heart. 
You see, back then I viewed wisdom as one's ability to cultivate one's intellect and be in control of his own destiny. But the Bible declares that in Psalms 111.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. One cannot truly be wise unless he acknowledges the existence of God and fully submits himself to the Lord. True wisdom is the fear of the Lord with understanding. I want to talk about that a little bit. True wisdom is the fear of the Lord with understanding. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning. Now, if you, let's ponder upon that a little bit. The fear of the Lord is not wisdom. Is the beginning of wisdom, meaning you cannot even think to be wise unless you first fear God. You, you, you know, because here's the power. You see, fearing God enables you to understand your limitations. Fearing God gives you boundaries. Fearing, if you fear God, there's certain things you're not going to do that makes you wise. So. I, that's what we say, wise men worship him. Wise men and women recognize that Jesus is Lord. They recognize that this time of year is not the time to celebrate Santa Claus or just about shopping and family, but it's about Christ. It's about that child that was born to free the world from their sin. You see, true wisdom is a recognition of one's limitation with the understanding of how to apply the knowledge we have with common sense. Knowledge alone is not wisdom, but knowledge with the fear of the Lord and understanding. Now that's wisdom. You see, at the time of Jesus' birth, many were considered wise because they were knowledgeable. Leaders of businesses, leaders of nations and religious leaders but among all of these, very few of these men noticed the birth of the kings of kings and sought to worship him. Apart from these wise men from the east, King Herod, who knew of his birth, but being foolish, he tried to use that knowledge to advance his agenda. You see, wise men worship God and foolish men, he tried to use God. Let me say that again. Wise men worship God and foolish men try to use God. Only a fool like Herod will try to use God to advance their own agenda. Only a fool will try to manipulate their creator. Only a fool will try to take advantage of a situation versus worshiping God, attempt to fulfill their own human agenda. Why fool? Because at the end of the day, you will be caught. You will be found. You see, these wine men from the East, they weren't Jews, they, they, but, they're not, but, but, but they were not supposed to be even in tune of the Old Testament prophecy. But they not only knew it, but they also followed its signs. If you look at the scripture, they followed the sign that was pointing to where Jesus Christ will be born. This is real, God. This is history. It's not just religion. It's history. So here's the question. And I'm going to 
share these points with you and, and I'm gonna bid you goodbye. What made these men wise? And how can we follow the example today, particularly as entrepreneurs? You know, we're, we're part of the Nehemiah entrepreneurship community. We are family believers who are committed to building kingdom companies, doing business his way. We're committed to doing business in a way that glorifies and honor him. What are some things, some lessons we can learn from these wise men? And whether you are in business or not, your ability to learn from these wise men also can bring progress in your life and your business as you close the year. So a couple of things to keep in mind. So the first thing, these wise men, they consider their limitation. You see, uh, wise men or women, um, we are wise when we recognize that we are limited. We're falling creature, right? Uh, because the opposite of that is hubris. Unwise men have pride. We think we can do things we can't do, right? So submitting to one's limitation makes us wise. I often tell the story about my grandmother. And I often say that um, what kept me out of trouble, you know, I have a friend of mine who unfortunately passed away. I was killed uh, while we were, uh, I think the, my, the year after I came out of college, I mean, out of high school. Sorry, uh, one of my friend, Jason uh, Higgins, uh, he got killed. And you see, Jason uh, got into the wrong crowd during our junior year of high school because he began to sell drugs. Uh, it was actually his first time out. We were private school kids. We, you know, we, we, we acted up, but, but we didn't, <laughs> we were wannabe street kids. That's really what we were. Um, and so, uh, and so Jason got caught his first time he got caught and he, um, he went to court and they put him on child on house arrest. And then he later on because of, again, people like myself who led him to valid house arrest because we didn't take it very seriously. And then he ended up doing time. So what was the difference between Jason and I? Because we were hanging out together, we chased girls together, we went to clubs together. So I was, I was not morally different than Jason, but here was the difference. My grandmother had put fear in my heart. That was the only difference. My mother had put fear in my heart. That was the only difference. In other words, I, I recognized my limitation, right? Be, because I, um, I recognized my, 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 that I was vulnerable. And because of that, I didn't do certain things. You see, uh, so because I grew my grandma and she used to spank me, she used to instruct me. And so when you don't recognize that you are, that you are limited, you tend to get yourself into trouble. You tend to do things that will, give, that will get you into trouble. The second thing, so they fear God. You see, again, uh, the fear of the Lord give us boundaries, right? And so if, if when, whenever you fear a higher power, a higher authority, it gives you boundaries. There's certain things where other people try to veer off, you will not. They fear God. And as an entrepreneur, as a business person, you've got to know that you have limitations, right? Avoid hubris. You got to know that fear is healthy because fear keeps you from doing the wrong things. Fear keeps you from going overboard. Um, there's a book uh, written called The Gift of Fear. The Gift of Fear, an, an incredible book. 
And what this book essentially, it's, it's a book, uh, what this book essentially does, it, 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 it helps us to be able to, uh, to understand that, that fear uh, guides us and helps us survive. It's, it's, it's actually tied to the gift of fear and other survival signals that protect us. You see, fear protects us. And so if you're, uh, by the way, you can find that book on, on Amazon. And, uh, and who's the book by? Let me tell you who the book is by. Because this is a great, great book that would just bless your socks off. It's a, uh, it's a book by a guy named Gavin D. Baker. Gavin D. Baker. And, and as a matter of fact, he, he was a police officer. Uh, an incredible book. The Gift of Fear, Survival Signals uh, That Protects Us From Violence. And he just does, shows study after study, how people's sense of fear kept them out of trouble. So they feared God. Herod did not fear God, and that's why he got in trouble. Uh, they also studied the scripture. You see, part of being wise, study the scripture. Uh, where's my Bible? Let me tell you something. Uh, if you know, if you hear nothing else from me, I didn't grow up studying the scripture. I didn't grow up um, reading this Bible. And and when I began to read this Bible, and I read this Bible every day, I read at least a chapter a day. Um, when I began to read this Bible, uh, it began to reveal to me uh, instincts and insights that I would otherwise not know because the Bible is the mind of God and God speaks to you. And, and so what these men from the East, what it did was they studied the, the words of prophecy. Uh, at that time, it was not the Bible as we know today, it was the Torah. They studied old writings, right? The writings of Moses, the writings of the old prophets of old. And so, because here's the thing, um, uh, history, it's, 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 it's the future is forecast in history, right? And people know that, but yet we're stubborn. We don't want to study. And so they study the Bible in that time, and that, and that gave them a sense of the signal and, and when it will come. They also discern the times and the season. You see, as entrepreneurs, by the way, let me say this. As entrepreneurs, when we study the the Bible, it, 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 the Bible says it's a light onto our feet and a lamp onto our path, right? And then also you got to be discerned at the time of the season, right? Um, animals are interesting. Animals may not, uh, they have what we call uh, animalistic instincts. So they can feel things before they occur. And what, what, what wise men do, a wise entrepreneur, you, 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 you have instincts, Right, and you and you follow the seasons. You you instinctively are guided by the Holy Spirit to discern the time, and that's what these wise men did. They could discern that this is a time where the Savior will be born. What if you can discern the time to launch a new product, the time to imply, uh, approach a new strategy, the time uh, to go after a certain key market? Right, that that's being wise. So Christmas is more than just a celebration, but it's a time to tap into the wisdom of God and, and to walk in wisdom. The other thing, wise men are led by the Holy Spirit. 
right? Wise men are led by the Holy Spirit because if you're wise, you recognize that in your flesh dwelleth no good thing, right? It's not by might nor by power, it's by his spirit. So, so in other words, you may not know where you're going, but you're following and leading. I think of the scripture where the Bible, the Lord told uh, a businessman named Abraham, says, "Go, uh, leave your country, leave your family, and go to a land that I will show you, right? In other words, I'm going to lead you. My Holy Spirit is going to lead you. Wise men are led by the Holy Spirit. They don't just act based on their intellect. Don't act based on their might, but they're led by the Holy Spirit. They trust the Spirit of God to guide their behavior and their action. These men not only recognize their limitation, they not only fear God, but they study scripture, they discern the times and the season. They were led by the Holy Spirit. They also obeyed the Holy Spirit, right? It's one thing to be led by, but you gotta obey it, you know? Taking risk, you know, when they were when they went to Harold and and Harold told them, hey, when you go and you meet the child, would you tell me about it, right? But the, the Holy Spirit led them not to go back to Harold, and so they obeyed. That was risking their lives because Harold could have pursued and killed them for not doing what he asked them to do, right? That they obey. So because see, if when let me tell you something. If you're, if you're wise, you want to obey the Holy Spirit even when it's risky. Because when you risk with the Holy Spirit, you're rewarded by the Lord. But when you play safe with the Holy Spirit, you don't get eternal and kingdom rewards. Right? And then the last point, if you're wise, you've got to worship the Savior. Right, and this is that time of the year. So guys, as you prepare for Christmas in the next couple of days, listen, it's not about the gifts. It's not about the shopping. It's not about the food, but it's about worshiping the Savior. Because see, among these characteristics, the greatest one for you and I as entrepreneurs, those men and women who are doing business God's way, is that we must possess the humility to worship the Savior. This is why during this time of year, I love Christmas songs. I love worship songs, songs that reminds me of the importance to worship the Savior in my home, just playing that song and letting that just, 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 just soften my heart and, and, and just get into my spirit. You see, because it is a time where we, that where we recognize that he is Lord of all, the creator of the universe, the captain of our soul, the prince of peace, the master of the universe, right? Yes, it's good to recognize limitation. It's good to fear God. It's good to study the scripture, to discern the times of the season, to be led by the Holy Ghost, to obey the Holy Spirit. What's more important above all, you got to worship him, right? You got to worship him the Lord of all, the creator of the universe, the captain of our soul, the prince of peace, the master of our destiny. He is God. He is Jesus, the Christ. We must worship him. We must put above all things 
him up front. We must openly confess his name. We must shout of his goodness. We must adhere to his commandments in all aspects of our lives. We must worship him by submitting our lives and our businesses to him. Yes, this Christmas season, ladies and gentlemen, my friends, as we prepare to close out the year, let's celebrate the birth of Christ. Let's celebrate the birth of the Savior. Let's celebrate the fact that he is our King of Kings, our Lord of Lords. Let's celebrate the fact that he saved you and I. I'm not sure about you, what you're going through right now, but let's celebrate him. I guarantee you this, if you make you him your all, the next couple of days, you just take the time and forget your problems for a minute, forget your needs and your desires, and just worship him. Just celebrate him and just focus on him. You will get the best Christmas present of your life. You will experience a peace that passes all understanding. You will come into a place of complete surrender and serenity, and it will prepare you to enter a new year in a posture and a position to make the next year your best year ever. That I can guarantee you. Because he will lead, guide, direct, and provide as you put him first. Forget about your problems for a minute. Forget about your needs. Forget about your desires. Focus on him, put him first. Whether it's worship songs, whether it's scripture, whether it's a time of quiet, whatever it is around food, around whatever you do the next couple of days, make him your focus. Because wise men worship him. They do. And wise men have been worshiping him for the last 2000 years. Join them. So I'm gonna close us in prayer now. Before I do, if you wanna know more about the Nehemiah Project, how we can come around you and provide you with training, coaching, access to capital, and how you can join this growing communities, one of the fastest growing community of entrepreneurs around the world from Asia to Africa, to Europe, to North America. If you want to uh, be a part of transforming communities around the world, Go to nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com. There you can fill out an assessment. You can join us, and together we can transform the world. By the way, we are still doing our end of your campaign, and so if you want to sponsor an entrepreneur or a business or a job, again, on our website, become a job of an entrepreneur sponsor so that, again, you can help give access to, this, to, to our training and coaching program to entrepreneurs who otherwise would not be able to afford it. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Let me pray for you. Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we do have now to worship you. Lord, to be reminded of the importance of what you've done for us and who you are in our lives. Father, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice. I pray, oh God, that you will give them a heart of worship. Father, that you will lead them by your Holy Spirit that they will experience you like, like they've never experienced you before. Lord, that you would visit them personally. Father, that they will receive the greatest gift 
and they don't have a personal relationship with you, Father, I pray that they will come to know you as personal Lord and Savior. And if they do, I pray that they will make a commitment, oh God, to pursue you more than ever before. Oh God, protect the innocent right now. Father, punish the guilty, expose wickedness. And Lord, may you give wisdom to your people all over the world that they might build kingdom businesses that glorifies you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas.